ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Here we are for our seventh season of the Benfica podcast. Uh, my name is Alfredo, and here we are again talking about Benfica. So first podcast of the season, and uh, here I am with uh, Cristiano Oliveira. What's going on, everybody? And also with us up north, Dave de Oliveira. What's going on? Good to be back. Good. Dave is our, our stats uh, resident. Dave, you hear that noise right now? You hear that? No. That, that's everyone running to, to to iTunes to unsubscribe to our podcast since Steve is, is no longer a part of it. I think you should have saved that for after the podcast, to the end of the podcast. So these people, like right now, everybody's just unclicking, uh, unsubscribing. Hey, a download is a download. Let's talk about um, uh, ins and outs. So we'll, we'll start with the ins first. And uh, Dave, I'll, I'll let you... Uh, I'll let you uh, spit out some some stats on the guys that we brought in, starting with uh, with the goalkeeper. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we've got Vlakadimos coming in. He's uh, 24 years old, uh, German from uh, Panentiekos this year, and uh, he cost this 2.4 million euro. And uh, last season in uh, Panentiekos, <laughs> yes, it's all Greek to me. Yeah, I would like to see a guy who's a bit more experienced, a guy a bit more mature. And I'm not saying that that uh, Blakadima, what's his name? Blakadimos. Blakadimos. I'm not saying that he can't turn out to be that goalkeeper, but right now all the uncertainty going on with the position. Uh, at the club over the last year, uh, we'd like to have a guy who's a little bit more established. And maybe he can turn around and surprise us all, but I haven't really studied him much, guys. I got to be honest. I know we had a month off, and that's exactly what I did. I took a month off. Um, I didn't sit there and, and, and break down video, and I'll start to do that now. Start looking at guys, because it's one thing going to YouTube and seeing the best of, right? Because when you're looking at the best of, they don't throw in the front. That's exactly that. Exactly. It's the best of. They don't throw in the best of. And by the way, here's a frango in there. Uh, I'm sure there's a best of Varela video out there, too. Well, there is, but they don't. Yeah, exactly. They have the best of a Varela. And then there's a, a Varela every time he comes out for a cross and everybody, you know, uh, chokes. Um, he's not what I anticipate. He's not what I wish me would get. But he's got if he's not better than Varela, what what in the freaking world do we sign this guy for? I mean, if this well, guy can come in right now, you tell me. If he can't play over Varela right now, what the hell did we sign him for? To throw this out there, uh, Panentiekos finished 11th last year. 11th in the Greek League out of 16 teams. Yeah, but that so. doesn't mean that you can't put that all on the goal, Dave. I mean, well, save that stat and keep hey, it up north. Yeah. On the other side, with Lizio retiring, Benfica did uh, bring back uh, one of the left backs that they had on loan. Yuri. Yuri Rebedu. 21 years old, Portuguese, returned uh, from loan from Rio Ave. Uh, 29 games played last year and scored one goal. You notice all three of these guys have played 29 games. <laughs> Copy paste, that, baby. That was quick on me, baby. Woof. No, here's the thing. I know that, Cristiano, you're not sold on him. Uh, and maybe I don't know if it's because you haven't seen enough of him or what you've seen of him um, hasn't really convinced you. Uh, with rumors of Grimaldo going out, um, how do you how do you feel that the, the the left 
the left side of the Benfica's defense is 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 served with uh, Ribeiro. I have absolutely zero problems with 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 the year of Ribeiro at Benfica if he's your backup. If he's a starting left back at Benfica with the Almeida starting at right back, I'm not sure it's going to be a good look. I think if you bring in another guy like there's the rumor with the, this kid Lashaw, I can't pronounce his name from Uruguay. You got the kid Martin from from Espanol. They've been rumored to to you know uh, to get some good players, and I think. If he comes in and he shares some of that uh, of that you know early minutes with these guys in between all three four competitions that Benfica are going to be involved in, um, he'll be okay. But again, as a backup, I think if he's your starter, I think you're in for a long season. And you have a Luisa on the team that's going to take away those valuable minutes for a kid like Ferro. I'm not even worried about Alema. I'm not even worried about Ruben Diaz because Ruben Diaz right now is an undisputed starter. He's going to get his minutes. Jardel, same thing. Conti, I think he's going to force himself into the starting lineup or into at least maybe the third center back right away. Where does Luis don't fit in? And if you want to tell me, again, you want to keep him around for his, for his veteran leadership, it's fine. But you're taking away an opportunity of a young kid to come up. So that's the problem I have with Luis on right now, especially when you take into account the four guys I just mentioned. You have four guys that any of the four could start on this team. Cristiano, I don't know if you've you watched much of uh, Unam Pumas uh, to to talk a little bit about Castillo. There, there's a lot of guys out there that, that downloaded are, that are, their app on my, on the, my iPhone so I can the, watch all their games. There, there's a lot of guys out there that are pretty big on Castillo. Uh, a guy that's very that's very strong. He's stocky. Um, I personally haven't watched a lot of Castillo, so I I wouldn't be able to tell you uh, where he would fit in. He's definitely out of the the, the three guys or four guys that we have. Uh, he probably he's very different from all of them because uh, uh, for for Ferreira and we'll get into him in a little bit. Uh, he's more technical. This guy's more more strength, uh, more of a another guy that chases down balls and, and guys that never give up. But we'll we'll have to see. Best, basically, the best way I could put it is he's uh, Jimenez, Raúl Jimenez with better, better finishing feet. ability. Yeah, better feet, and he's tremendous on free kicks. The Samaris thing. Obviously, a guy that's that's making quite a bit of uh, of coin, uh, and obviously a guy that probably has some market elsewhere. Uh, if you recall, on our very last pod of last season of the 2017-2018 season, we, you, myself, and Steve, and and Dave got in on this. We did a sell, loan, keep type of thing. And if you recall, back then I said it's, it's about time. Like, look, appreciate everything you've done. I love the fact that that you bleed Benfica. I love the fact you're a diehard and you know you live this day and day. But it's it's about that time. It's time for you to go. You've had a really tough time at Benfica over the last couple of seasons, getting some playing time and adapting yourself to whatever schemes it was that Rui Vitoria uh, changed to. And at this point, your salary, your performance does not warrant uh, your you know does not warrant your stay here at Benfica. So for that case. Uh, I, I would sell him if it is 10 million, whatever it is I could get, uh, move him on. And you got a guy like Keaton Parks. Now you got this kid Alpha that came in. You do have other options, younger blood, hungrier blood um, to go ahead, you know, to go out there and, uh, and, and, and you know, get a crack at it. Yeah, Jetson. Jetson. Also, another one. play both defensive Absolutely. and box. So I, I just mentioned those three because those are, you know, the obvious ones. Dave D'Oliveira is here after after a couple weeks uh, absent. Dave Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Dave was uh, was in Italy. Dave was actually at uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's debut game for Juventus at Kievo. That's correct. It was a hot day, but uh, 
if you could see right center field, I had the Portuguese flag out. We were row one, but uh, great game to be at. You know who else is here? Cristiano Oliveira. The original. Cristiano. Ciao bella, ciao bella, che cazzo. <laughs> Cristiano Oliveira has been absent from the pod for, for a few weeks now. Yeah, a little while, a little while. So uh, he's back. I, I got to be honest. I don't know what, what kind of Cristiano Oliveira we're getting back. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, first of all, uh, as uh, a lot of you know, Cristiano was here uh, in the United States. He was part of... Uh, well, I've been here for the last 30 years, bro. Well, he was here with, uh, with Benfica. Oh. Uh, while Benfica was here, Cristiano was actually part of uh, uh, the team that organized the tournament, the team that was uh, set to take care of Benfica. He was part of, of that entourage, if you will, from the organizers. And he spent some time or, or a lot of time, a whole uh, two weeks time, a week, week, and, week and a half. It was, yeah. Uh, very close to the players, uh, to the coaches at uh, at training. Uh, so I, I'm not really sure what what Cristiano we got back because he he got this newfound admiration for players because he got to know players uh, just outside of yeah, the not TV just screen. not just the training hotels. I got to travel with them everywhere they went. I went. I mean, it was it's it's listen, man. It's uh. It's hard to put into words. It was uh, it was one of those uh, experiences that I'm not uh, going to forget anytime soon. Absolute privilege to uh, to serve relevant and at the same time to serve my uh, my my team, Club Meu Coração Benfica, and uh, to be able to to mingle and and, and talk and, and you know and mess around with these guys, guys that you admire, especially guys like Rui Costa and stuff like that. And now you're having coffee with these guys. It was, uh, you know, one of those uh, spectacular feelings, very hard to put into words, but um, I mean, it's, it's something that I hope that I, I, I get to do some, uh, some other time. And uh, until then I'll, I'll be reminiscing about this, this time that I spent with them. And uh, like I said before, it's hard to put into words and it'll forever uh, be one of those great memories that I, I'll always uh, go back to. So needless to say, it, now all of a sudden, would you say you have a filter when it comes to no, talking no, about players not, or giving on, your honest on. opinion you should, about players? You or anyone else that knows me, knows me really well, knows that there is no filter, uh, at least when it comes to me. Now, uh, do I look at guys differently? Yo, absolutely. You know, now I, I have a personal relationship with a couple of the guys and uh, it's it's pretty neat. It's pretty cool to be able to exchange messages with these guys on a daily basis and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. But at the same time, you guys know me. You 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 know, you guys that 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 don't know me on a personal basis like like you do, Alfredo, and some of the guys that are listening. Um, that have you know the guys that know me from from here on the podcast, as I was saying. Uh, you've known me for the last four years or whatever the hell it is that I've been here. That I don't have a filter. I've never had a filter, and I'm not about to start having a filter now. We'll see. And they were really fortunate. They were fortunate because up until that point, even though Benfica didn't completely play them, play them out of the park, they were playing enough and creating enough chance, especially in the second half, to be able to go into the locker room up uh, one, if not two goals. Uh, now, uh, come, their goalie it, it was their best player. I guess you could say that. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of all uh, really... It's like a, a really a picture of a of a mid table team that comes into yeah, the side but, of the but loose. That's, but that's look, man. See, I, Alfredo, I love you. 
I love you, but I don't like that talk. Me personally, I don't like that talk coming from you at a mid table. Like, because at the end of the day, who gives a shit if Sporting is a mid table team or not? If they play like a mid table team, at the end of the day, we all know Sporting's not a mid table team. Okay, Sporting is one of the three big clubs in Portugal. We all know. Well, you that don't know that this year. It doesn't matter about this year and their history. They're a big team. Okay, they're three, a top three team in Portugal. And any time. Anytime a Benfica Sporting, a Porto Sporting, Porto Benfica, whatever the hell it is, right? Anytime those three teams play against each other, you throw away the you throw away momentum, you throw away current the, form, the, the current form, you throw away all that stuff because I get these, it. And so it's a derby game. So whether Sporting played like a mid-table team or not, to me that's irrelevant. Look, they understood that they're not as good as Benfica. You look up and down that roster. Benfica's got a better roster. They understood that their current form, right? They won two games. They struggled to win their two. Credit to them. They came away. With, the important thing is to win the games. They won the first two games in the, in, in the Liga Nos. They knew that they struggled to win those two games. They knew they were going to come up against a very good team in Benfica, a team that was uh, in a deep, in a, in a different stage uh, of the early season, like you've mentioned before. And they understood that they had to play ugly in order to come away with a result, to come away with a point. And so credit to them because if it was the other way around, that's why I don't like that whole mid-table team talk, right? I because just thought their approach, their approach. Pro yeah, but if but look, but if it was Benfica that came away with that, right? Let's let's switch their shoes here, right? Let's say Sporting is a team that's fighting for the Champions League. Benfica, you know, it's changed coach, had the same things happen. The, the roster's not as good. We'd be like, you know what? Look, it wasn't the prettiest of soccer, but at least we didn't go on the road and lose to, to our rivals. So I understood. I understand what Sporting had to do. I didn't like the way that they wasted time, toward, you know, towards the, uh, the end of the second half. But I just think a lot of people coming into this game, right? I got to hang out with Nuno. And Baquero and Ante, I mean, and Serginho and so many guys from Benfica FM and, and Conversa Benfica. And we're hanging out with all these guys at, at Mega Bar before, and then we even made the trip. And I, I'm not going to get involved in here whether your team Gajas or your team Mega, right? But I, I, you know, I got to hang out with both sets of groups that day. And I think expectations were so high. I think everyone anticipated Benfica was going to come into this game and just demolish Sporting based on form and current form. And I think when that didn't happen, I think people were really let down because it wasn't the worst of games by Benfica by any stretch. It wasn't a perfect game, but it wasn't the worst game that Benfica's played. João uh, Felix uh, gets the equalizer in the dying minutes of, uh, of the game. Um, so... I'm very happy for for João Felix because we've been following uh, Felix for for quite some time. Uh, Cristiano and I, Cristiano and actually got a chance to uh, to hang out with uh, Felix, and uh, nice I, I don't think that it it couldn't have happened to to a more talented. And I don't know the, the kid personally, right? But it couldn't have happened to a more talented uh, player uh, to be able to get his his. Um, his derby debut uh, as a senior player and to be able to score the equalizing game uh, in the flash interview. He was asked, what do you, what did you feel? Uh, and he, he felt that he had the goosebumps. Yeah. I don't even know how to say it. is what he said that, and look, when you, when you hear something like that, Uh, and, and you see with these kids that have been with the club, well, he's actually bounced around. But that was, if it was me, that was probably the same feeling that I would have. 
Uh, so you can almost relate to the emotions that are going through this player's mind uh, when he scores a, a goal, a significant goal in a derby, a goal that ties up the game. He's the third youngest ever Benfica player to score, to score in, in a, a derby. In the derby. After Shalana was second. Was, I forget who the first one was, but Shalana was second. He was the third youngest. Dave, do you have that stat? Fantastic, and, and I couldn't be happier for him, man. The kid works hard. He, he he's you know puts his head down and grinds and does everything he's asked to do. Uh, and you're only going to see good things out of this kid in the future, man. I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for him. Both mm -hmm. he and Jetson. I mean, another kid who's only yeah. a year uh, older, but another kid that's played so far. Every game he's played this season, uh, he's played the full 90 minutes, and he you know seems like you're watching a seasoned veteran. You could tell that there's some aspects of his game that he still needs to develop, but at the same time, to have the 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 the, the cojones to go out there and, and play these games at such a high level with so much pressure and not really skip a beat. When you see other veterans that come into Benfica, guys that are more established and they, they feel the weight of the shirt, and these kids are just able to step in there to the starting lineup and and really just uh, perform like anybody else on the field. So a uh, fantastic job by these kids. And Benfica have two uh, two fantastic young players. And trust me, there's many more down at Seychelles, but these two are the ones that are going to stand out more so this year. The topic of Rui Vitoria always t tends to come up regardless. But, I mean, we had Dave. Dave looked up the stats, and he doesn't have a very good record against uh, Sporting Airport. Very good. I think you're putting it, you're being polite. I mean, it's a terrible record. How about Please. that? How about I say that? What do yeah. you got? Well, against Porto, he still has not beat him in his entire career with or without Benfica. With Benfica, it's three losses, three draws against uh, Football Club Porto. In six games. In six Obviously. games. And against uh, Sporting, it's two wins, four draws, and uh, three losses. And uh, he hasn't been uh, Sporting since uh, December 11th of 2016. Four straight draws after that. Wow. So that's that's quite a quite a a big and look at the, at this point there's a lot of people grabbing to anything that they can uh, to stay on that Rui Vitoria out wagon if you will they're they're picking on this they're picking on that I don't think we're not going to spend much time uh, bashing Vitoria because I think that a lot of people we've only spent a better part of three and a half years <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people know how we feel about Vitoria and I think. Uh, that going on in every podcast that bashing him uh, is is pointless, really, because he's got a he's the coach. Regardless of whether you like it or not, regardless of you like his uh, his decisions, you kind of have to, to support him in a way, it right? Might, it might be pointless in the in the standards that you know nothing's going to happen based on what you say on this podcast. But at the same time, when you look at that record, just like. Dave has mentioned, what is it, two wins in 15 games or whatever the hell it is against your two main rivals? Look, obviously no one's listening to you over there. Any of the decision makers aren't listening to you, but it's something that you do have to bring up. I mean, you can't just overlook two victories in 15 matches and be okay with it when that's your direct competition. And then, you know, praise him for beating the Maritimos and the Shabs and the Ferences of the world. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If that's what you want, listen, but, change the channel. Do what you got to do. Switch the YouTube channel, the YouTube, iTunes. Look, I'm not going to sit here and bash the guy when he doesn't but, deserve it. But at the same time, those are very concerning numbers. And look, and if I wanted to be an even bigger SOB, I would tell Dave to bring up his Champions League uh, stats as a coach. Of being, right, we'll, we'll get there. They're not fantastic as I, well. I have those. So, again, it's not about bashing the guy. We're not bashing him. Right. I don't there, we're there's not bashing, facts, but there's facts that are very alarming. And yeah. we have to talk about this. Well, Chris, let me play devil's advocate. Right. So 
you know, you you play, you don't win, you don't beat, you can't beat Sparta, you can't beat Porto. Uh, those are uh, four games out of uh, what uh, 38 game season. So that's 38. Come on, man. What's wrong with you? A 36. Minus two is 34. So that's that's 34. 34. So that's roughly 80 80% of the games that Rui Vitoria plays is not against, against yes. either one. So so yeah, so when you look at it and you say, well, as long as he beats 80% of the other teams or I, 80% I, of the I, games, agreed. then I, we're in good shape. I, I've made that argument since I was a little kid with my friends, especially getting beatdowns from being, uh, from Porto, right? <laughs> and I would always tell them, look, I will lose the four games against you guys, you know, the two against Porto, the two against Porto, as long as I win every single every single other game. There's one way to look at it. Yes. But nowadays, losing those four games, that might be your season anyway. That's 12 points. I mean, the other opposition, you mean, right, might not drop 12 points. So that 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 could be devastating as well. Look, thing is, I don't know why you guys are laughing. <laughs> thing is, uh, it, it's not good. <laughs> what else can I say? It's not good. And at some point, right, you 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 have to really look at this and, and, and start worrying about it because is it? I mean, we've read so much and we've heard so many different uh, theories with this, but fact of the matter is. Two wins in 15 matches against your two main rivals. The fact of the matter is that it's one thing not to be in control of a game and, and to own the game, right? And mandar no jogo when you're at the Dragão or at Alvalade. But when you're at home and you can't, you know, control the game at home, come on, dude. I mean, what did Gabriel do at La Liga? This is a guy that went to Juventus as a, a junior. Uh, then moved around a, a couple times and ended up at Leganes, and it looked like he really uh, blew up at Leganes in La Liga. Yeah, he, he's been there for uh, a couple of years now, played 63 games in La Liga, has uh, 10 goals, one from the uh, PK spot and another from uh, a set-piece free kick, and he's also uh, has four assists in his uh, time in La Liga. Yeah, so... Um... To me, from from what I know and what I've read of Gabriel, I think this is uh, this is going to be a, a key a key part of of this team. But uh, when you look at all the center midfielders that we have, uh, I'm a little bit concerned that uh, you know if he does get a start, uh, certainly he's not going to sit sit Pizzi unless no, he moves Pizzi to the right. He's not going to sit Pizzi. And, and and to be brutally honest with you, to be brutally honest with you, and pay attention to what I'm saying because I'm not knocking anyone here, right? But I would love to see a Feja and PZ and a Gabriel. That means taking out Jessen. But at this point, I don't think you could take out Jessen. The kid's been spectacular. And the one thing I like about Gabriel is that not only could he, you know, he's very good with shots from the outside of the box, which would be a different uh, a different uh, weapon that Benfica could use, you know, from, from, uh, uh, from an attacking standpoint. And I think he's very good at that with his left foot, but I think he's also very good with the long ball in, in springing the salvies of the world. And even the Servis when Servis on the, uh, on the pitch or mm -hmm. whomever's on the wings, I think he's very good at, at that, you know, with that long ball. So I think it'll be very exciting, but at this point, I just don't see them taking out uh, Jetson and not that they should. I think the kids have been spectacular, you know, man of the match, uh, against Sporting, uh, and man of the match, I believe the game before, I think he got the man of the match as well. I mean, he's, he's been, been outstanding. He's been, he's been, he's been more than we ever anticipated. So yeah. you can't take him out. So that leaves PZ. Cause I mean, you're not going to take out Fisher. 
11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're in the East Coast of uh, of the United States. Um, 4 p.m. if you're in Portugal. And you know who's going to be over there in Monaco? Le uh, Leonardo Zerdi. Him too. But you know who's going to be there for the draw? Rui Costa. I'm pretty sure he'll be there. You know who else? A tua prima? Minha prima, não sei. Minha prima não me disse nada disso. Mas o nosso amigo, o nosso amigo. Patrick Kendrick. Patrick nice. Kendrick will be there on behalf of Inter Milan with the Inter Milan's uh, TV crew, media set of people. And he's very excited. He hopes that Benfica and Inter Milan come up in the same pot because he wants to make the trip to Lisboa. So very excited for Patrick and Benfica as well. But it, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. I hate to uh, I hate to jump back and forth, but Cristiano, uh, talking about positions, uh, is the, I like them better on their back. Is the goal <laughs> is the goalkeeper <laughs> position <laughs> is the goalkeeper position done? Fantastic! A, listen, listen. This is a, a buried had, issue. We we had uh, I like them on their back. We had uh, we had a lot of you know nerve nervousness and and some doubts about Blackademus, the Greek goddess. Um, you say block or vlock? I don't know vlock block whatever you know the Greek oldest oh, 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 Odysseus whatever his name is Odysseus. Cool guy. Cool Odysseus. Guy. Very nice guy. <laughs> it's the American in me. Odysseus Blackademos. Uh, and we had some reservations with him. But you know what? I think over the last couple of games, he's proven to us that this year, Benfica, Aguarda Reds. And um, I think today we should tip our caps to him because he had a very good performance. And I think he delivers uh, a different confidence um, for our, our, our defenders. I think his composure and his calmness, I think that this year, the guys know they have a goalkeeper back there, and he made some important uh, saves today. Things could have gotten ugly, but you know what? He stepped up. None of them, except with the exception of that one reflection on off a header, he was spectacular, but none other save was like out of this world. But you know what? He's making the casual saves. He's making all the saves he needs to save. Uh, he needs he needs to make him feet not bad. We couldn't say the same for our goalkeeper last year, so that brings a lot of confidence to his back four and uh, to the rest of the team. So very excited for him. Um, this is a guy that I think uh, the team, whoever uh, was scouting, whoever is doing their job and, and brought him in, I think that they hit a home run with this guy. Rui Vitor was asked today about uh, Ferreira and uh, Seferovic, and I think that uh, his answer is pretty indicative of where, he, where his head is at, that they need a physical player, they need a guy that's going to hold up the ball, and Ferreira certainly isn't that guy. So. Uh, I think that you know he's going to give chances to Seferovic. And, and look, Sef, to his credit, Seferovic had a very good month last August and a very good middle of September. So maybe we catch him just right. After that, uh, he just disappeared. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I, like I said on a previous podcast, I bought his jersey last August, so I'm still hoping to oh, get a return on that. Nunca mais aprende, pa. <laughs> we shall see in less than a little bit, the, the less than 24 hours. Um a game at the start of the lose. Hopefully, it'll be a sold-out start of the lose. Benfica need to break this egg uh, against uh, German competition, in particular um, Bayern Munich. You know, zero wins in, in, in eight matchups, eight games, eight previous games is not a good record. And I think Rui Vitoria um, needs to come out tomorrow and try to win this game. And again, look, at the end of the day, if Benfica lose to Bayern Munich, it's not the end of the world. Bayern Munich is one of the top four or five teams in the world. But at least I would like to see Benfica uh, represent themselves well and come out and, and play good football, play at home and uh, obviously playing at home and meaning business and proving to the world that they're, they're out there to, to win this game. Yeah. 
Um, as Cristiano mentioned, they're they're perfect in the Bundesliga with the three o three and o uh, start uh, this early on, uh, but they do have some injuries, Dave. Yes, they do uh, quite a bit actually. In uh, starting at the back, they've got uh, Hummels out with the Achilles injury. Uh, Rafa just picked up, or not Rafa, sorry, Rafinha just picked up an ankle injury over the weekend. Uh, Corentin just tore uh, his ACL also over the weekend. Uh, Gortis, Gortiska, uh, I got Goretzka, my German. Goretzka. Goretzka, there we go. Uh, his foot, he's doubtful for tomorrow. Coleman's out with an ankle injury. Uh, Ribery's got a stomach flu, it seems like. And uh, Tiago Alcantara actually just picked up an injury in training today. So he might wow. be doubtful for tomorrow as well. I did not know about the Alcantara. They still have plenty of other weapons, though. Yeah. Okay? Do not fear. And they do have a guy who is making his return to his beloved home, Steiderluz, by the name of Renato Sanchez, who I believe will most likely be in the starting lineup tomorrow. Now more so with uh, Corentin Toliso also picking up an injury. That's another spot that that, that he's going to have to fill. Uh, Rafinha, um, uh, Thiago is out. So those, those are two guys that play similar positions to him in the center of the midfield. That are out, so I, I do think he will play tomorrow. Um, it's going to be very exciting to see him back inside the loose. Hopefully he gets his confidence, but, you know, take it easy on Benfica tomorrow, Renato. Please, please. I don't want you uh, going all out. Um, 2016, uh, Renato Sanchez, I started to lose just yet. Yeah, on his presser, Vittorio did say that uh, the team is going to remain true, so uh, uh, we we'll most likely won't see a, a, a Benfica team too change from what we have seen uh, the 4-3-3, Chris, to accommodate or to defend against this uh, Bayern team. Uh, he did say that, the, that he was gonna, that we were going to respect the team, uh, but we were going to go in a game in our stadium and, and with, with the ambition to win this game. Uh, so, Julio uh, Vitoria, staying true. Uh, so, we don't really anticipate many changes. Pratt. What do you anticipate look, as far as look, the starting eleven? I'll say this. I, I said it a couple minutes ago, and I'll say it again, right? Losing to a Bayern Munich is is not the end of the world. It's not the equivalent of, of losing to, you know, Riwav at home or something like that, right? Or uh, Aroca or, no, Tondela last year, right? It, it's nothing at that caliber. But that being said, based on the performance of Benfica last season in the Champions League, which is the worst in the history of Portuguese club in the competition, Benfica has that extra pressure of having to come out and at least, at least um, get a draw out of this game. Even though they're playing one of the big sharks, you have to represent yourself. Well, after last season, Ruby thought he's got tons of pressure. On him. He's only, you know, has a hand, not even a handful. I mean, two, two victories in 15 games against his main rival, Sporting and Sporting. The, the terrible Champions League record from last season. They have to put their right foot forward and they have to come out tomorrow and they have to play a good game and they have to prove to the world that they're not the team that they were last season that just embarrassed themselves and embarrassed the Portuguese um, league along the way. So I, I don't see them making that that many changes. The only difference is, um, you know, does a, a Gabriel get a start in for a Jetson or a PZ? Does he want to really throw him out to the Wolves already in order to get him some extra minutes in a competition that Benfica probably is not taking that seriously? That's the other question I have is, will Benfica take this competition seriously this season or will they prioritize the Liga Nos as they did last season? I mean, you mentioned before, Jonas is not on the injury report and he's not on the list of Concats. So, 
is he healthy? Is he not healthy? I mean, what's the question? And now, if he is healthy, why is he being left off the list? As we saw last year in the Champions League, he was left off pretty much of every game. He didn't play, with the exception, I think, one game, I think, or two. I know he played one in the Champions League last year, for sure. Benfica didn't prioritize that competition. Yeah. Are they going to do that again this year? To I, me, that's the million-dollar question. I don't know if it, if it's so much a prioritization or if, if at one point it just got away from that. I think that the, after that Basel game, I think that it, it got away from them. I don't know if it was something that because, look, if when you look at the group, you have to look at the group and say this this group is very accessible to us. I'm talking about the group last last year. Last I mean, you year, got a Basel this year. You got a yeah, you got a, a Basel team. Uh, you got uh, who else did, did you CSK Moscow or something like that? Yeah, I mean, the. The group was very. It was one of those uh, Moscow teams. Yeah, w- was very uh, accessible to to Benfica, but I I just think that it got away from Benfica, and at one point it was all it was too late, and, and too much of a a fight to uh, come back and and to even qualify. Obviously, we didn't expect to the you know the the very uh, poor and and disgraceful, if I if I may add, uh, at least for me, uh, of of losing all. Uh, all six games in the, in the group stages, but uh, nonetheless, I think that it got away from them. I don't think that the priority was was always the the league. At one point, it might have been changed or shifted, uh, but I don't think that Benfica entered that competition with uh, with that intention. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, obviously, we we have a lot to 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 prove. Uh, I think this team has a lot to prove to their fan base after uh, last year's performance, and I think that this is a group again. Uh, that it's it it's balanced. Obviously, we expect Bayern to uh, win this the, the group um, easily, uh, and I think that this is going to be a, a battle between us and uh, Ajax, and uh, you know we're going to have to get the result against uh, AEK, uh, and then Ajax is that's going to be our our battle. It's going to be with uh, us and Ajax. Look, the one confidence that I have going into this Champions League is that okay, they start off with the big shark in Bayern Munich, then they have an opportunity to get. Well, they play Ajax, obviously. And then they have an opportunity to get six points on back-to-back games against IEK Athens. It's not going to be a walk in the park, but still, if you give me the opportunity, or give me the choice, I should say, um, between facing an Ajax back-to-back games or or, or Bayern Munich, I'd rather play uh, AEK in back-to-back games. And I think that affords Benfica the opportunity to maybe come away with six points and put the pressure on Ajax, who I think has a really good team. Uh, they have a b- bunch of young players, just like Benfica do, and then veterans sprinkled in amongst the youngsters. But their youngsters are, are, are lights out, man. These guys are players that are going to be playing in the big clubs in the near future, in the Barcelona's, Real Madrid's, Manchester City's, Man United's, as early as next summer. So very much, uh, v- very talented players, a lot of talent on this team. Um, and so it's not going to be walking the park, but again, as I mentioned, I like the fact that Benfica plays IEK in the middle games. No, no, it's Ajax. They play IEK next, and then they. I don't uh, know what do the hell the, I was looking at. Then just the disregard everything double. I just said. <laughs> no, but you know, but you're right. You know, I thought, wow, I don't know what I was but looking the, at. But the Ajax, but the but I'm going back to sleep. But you're right. But you know, the opportunity that we have to play Ajax uh, on basically a home and away. Uh, format, which which probably which is really what it is, it gives us the opportunity to really set ourselves set ourselves up for the the final stages or or the second half of this uh, group stages fight. We close out with IEK um, with AEK uh, at home, 
after we play uh, Bayern uh, in uh, in Germany. Uh, so it, the sad thing is, I posted this on Twitter and I still get it wrong. <laughs> I just look, I still get it wrong. That's all right. I goes to tell you where the hell my well, head at is. At least at. you get the 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 name of the team right. Yeah, yeah. Frank Santos team, IK. <laughs> yeah, so so that's Got what to it watch is. Got play in the Marlboro Cup. I I think that uh, that there's a lot of anticipation by Benfica fans for this Champions League, especially after the year we had last year, as I mentioned. Confesso que quando Quando eu entrei, eu, eu costumo dizer que pressão a gente sente quando tem 65 mil pessoas nos empurrando, nos, nos apoiando. Mas hoje, quando eu entrei com a minha família por aquela, aquela porta, a última vez que entro como jogador, olhei para essa bancada e vi toda a bancada vazia, agora eu entendi realmente o que é, o que é uma pressão. É, eu não sei muito bem do, do, meu, do meu sentimento agora, mas eu sei de que é, amanhã eu, eu já não vou ter nada disso, né? Eu vou acordar, já não vou tomar o um pequeno almoço no Seixal com, com os meus companheiros, já não vou me equipar no, no balneário, colocar aquela roupa e ir ao campo treinar. É como se fosse o primeiro, da minha, o primeiro dia da minha vida, mas eu sei que a partir de amanhã começa uma, uma nova carreira. Então, eu gostaria de parar agora, agradecer a Deus, primeiramente, é, agradecer a todos, sem exceção, a todos mesmo, até aos meus rivais que me fizeram crescer dentro de campo, como eu disse, sem exceção alguma. E eu me orgulho, eu me orgulho de tudo que a minha vida, que ao longo da minha vida, Deus me deu. Desde a infância humilde, onde meus pais estão aqui, que a gente morava do lado de uma tuia de café, e eles sabem bem disso, até os primeiros toques na bola, com meu pai na, na escolinha de futebol, com cinco anos, que o primeiro dia na escolinha era só o treinador e o... E o, e o possível jogador de futebol, até quando eu cheguei nesse clube, me tornei homem e me tornei uma, um atleta. É, não, não é fácil. É, tudo aquilo, eu, eu sempre recompensei tudo aquilo que me deram dentro, dentro de campo. Eu devo quase tudo ao presidente. Luiz Felipe Vieira, devo quase tudo ao Benfica, devo quase tudo à minha esposa e às minhas filhas. E por falar na esposa e filhas, que três mulheres fortes que eu tenho em casa, porque eu sou o que fico mais derrubado lá com essa, com essa cobrança do dia a dia e eles são quem me, quem me joga para cima. Eu, como eu disse, é... Fugindo um pouco agora aqui no raciocínio devido ao, ao nervosismo. Eu correspondi a tudo que me deram dentro de campo. E agora eu faço de tudo para corresponder e defender esse clube da minha melhor maneira. Com garra, com amor, com dedicação. Por onde quer que eu leve, o nome bem fica. Porque é isso que eu, que eu aprendi nessa casa. Foi assim no passado e será assim no futuro. Eu olho para todo lado, 
e eu vejo, obrigado capitão, mas eu creio que chegou a hora de eu falar, obrigado Benfica, do fundo do meu coração. Five hundred and thirty-eight games, forty-six goals, twenty titles, of which six league titles, three Portuguese cups, four super cups, seven league cups. Out of those five hundred and thirty-eight games, four hundred and fourteen was wearing the armband. Luizão puts a, a a period on his Benfica career uh, today. Announced uh, his fifteen-year career uh, came to an end today. But uh, we'll get to that in uh, in a little bit. My name is Alfredo. I'm here with uh, Cristiano Oliveira. What's up, man? How are you guys doing today? And, and uh, Dave de Oliveira, who's in Canada. How's it going? Great to be back here tonight, boys. Right. And uh, this is the Talking to the Dolphin Fica podcast, episode number 295. On tap today, we'll uh, recap the Bayern game. We'll also recap uh, the Desportivo de Zavage game. And we'll look ahead to Xavage. Uh, N-I-E-K. But uh, before that, we will uh, talk a little bit about Luizão. Uh, Cristiano, no doubt, uh, a club legend. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, th th there's nothing I could really add to that but besides the fact that, um, you know, give the guys praise. He's been at this club for 15 years. 16, really. Uh, stopped midway through his 16th. Uh, so 15 in, in a couple months, whatever it may be. But this is a guy that warrants um, respect from all the Benfiquistas and, and not just Benfiquistas, but soccer fans uh, in Portugal and, and around the world. This guy is a committed captain. Yes, he had some hiccups along the way, some things you could criticize along the way, but nonetheless spent tremendous amount of time at Benfica, a guy that warrants respect from Again, as I said, the fans and most importantly, his uh his club. And 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 unfortunately, um, that was not the case today, in my uh, humble opinion. I thought Benfica let him down. I thought Benfica uh let down the fans. I thought it was total lack of respect for a guy who is going down uh as 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 an all-time uh appearance guy, a capitão, a guy that brought back the Mística to Benfica, a guy that was there for For, for some rough times, but then again, turn it around. Six campeonatos, a guy who is the most titled Benfica in, in the history of the storied club. And I thought today they did him a disservice. I thought today was, was an absolute embarrassment that they retired his jersey, which is very nice of them. Nice little ceremony, but nobody got to watch it in live and in person. I thought Benfica let him down. I thought Benfica, the club, should have allowed fans to get in for free, pack the stadium, get as many butts in those seats as possible to really show their appreciation for what this guy's meant to the club over the last 15-plus uh, uh, seasons. I thought it was a total disservice. I thought it was, a you know, again, slap in the face to Luizão. And not just to Luizão, but most importantly to the fans, to the guys that have supported this club for, you know, through good times and through bad times. And I thought uh, all, all around, I thought it was just embarrassing. It was it was really embarrassing to see what my club uh, did to a legend and what my club did to 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 its supporters uh, on a special day like today, a day that should have been a day to commemorate and appreciate everything that this guy's done for the club. And and, and he should have heard uh, his last uh, cheers and applauses from 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 the Benfica faithful. And that was not the case today. So to me, it was just. I mean, the only thing I can think of is is, is embarrassing. Uh, I, I was really embarrassed today for my club. There's been very few times where I've been, uh, been embarrassed to be a Benfica fan. And today, unfortunately, I know some of you will not like this, but today I was embarrassed. Today I thought 
they could have done much better. I thought this club was a much classier club than what they showed today. And I thought Luis Zone did not get the right send off that he deserved. Yeah. Here, here's the thing, Chris, I, I, and I'll play devil's advocate. And of course, I don't know the story. Uh, I don't, we don't know the story behind it. Uh, it was sudden. Uh, it was publicized on the, on the newspapers yesterday that uh, Luis Zone might be uh, rescinding his, his contract and, and retiring. And then today the official word came. But here's here's the thing. I, I do agree with you that this should have been a ceremony where uh, the fans that have supported uh, Luis Zone through uh, thick and and thin uh, throughout his 15-year career could have had one last chance to say goodbye and to show their praise for him. But here's the thing. How do you, you know that this is not this is this was the way the player wanted? We don't know that. We don't. We don't. And uh, I'm assuming that uh, this was on the club. I'm assuming this is not his request. And again, if you go based on his speech, on what he said, on his goodbye letter to, 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 to the fans, to the people that were watching on TV, he did say it's about the Turstores, it's about the fans. And so I would like to think that a guy that feels like that about the fans and any player lo loves to get applause, loves to get the love from the fans, loves to get showered with, with, with you know, with, with nice things. Uh, and in particular, in his last day as, as, as a member of the yeah. club, I would like to think that was not the case. I would like to think that this came from up above, that this came from the club, and it wasn't a, re a request from, uh, from Luis Zone. Again, today should have been a, a, a day to celebrate. Today should have been a day to give this guy his last send-off, to give him the love uh, that he so deserves. Um, to thank the guy for what he's done for the last 15 and a, in a, whatever, 15 and a half years. I thought they could have done better. And even if it was a request from Luis, I think the club should have done better and the club should have stepped in and said, no, 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 no. Capitan, you, you deserve the love. You deserve to be showered for what you've done. You're going to go down in the history books of this club. You're going to have, you should have a bust in the museum. You're a guy that's going to be linked to this club for the rest of, uh, of this club's history. You're going mm -hmm. to be an icon of this club. You deserve the right send off. And, uh, that's not that's not the case. And, you know, and then you couple that with, you know, Eliseo disappearing, a guy that's meant so much to the club. I, I'm not going to tell you he's going to go down in the record books. He's going to be one of these guys with the mystica that you're going to remember forever. But what you're going to remember Eliseo for the most is the celebrations off the pitch after that's uh, that, that that's the Portugal game and tremendous celebration. And then also the Campeonato when he's in his in his uh, Vespa and he's going crazy. That's what you're going to remember him for. But again, not even a goodbye. Yeah. Not even a, a, a thank you, sayonara, yeah. nothing, nothing. I mean, it's embarrassing. So when you see all yeah. that, you know, and you combine it with this again, you, you make a, you make a, a good question. You know, you pose a good question about whether, you know, was this a request from the player or not? When you start thinking about what's happened to the club over the last couple of seasons and you start thinking about things that they could have done for other players and things that they haven't done. To me, it came down from the club. It had nothing to do with the player. Yeah, the the, the thing that, that I found the, the oddest to me is that this all seemed very, very rushed. You know, uh, again, not knowing what the player's wishes were. The the player, Luizon, may, may have said, you know, I want an impromptu, an impromptu uh, ceremony with just my my teammates. Uh, some of the people that have, uh, have supported me throughout my, my career, uh, members of the staff, members of of the structure. We don't know if that was the request, but to me, it just sounds very, very rushed. I think what it came down to Alfredo was if we've seen over the last couple of weeks where we saw the posts on Instagram and he's talking about, uh, and, and, and all the stuff that that's been going on behind the scenes. I think, and again, this is my best guess guys. I, I think that Luis is a guy that's is in his late thirties, a guy that's sacrificing his body 
and his time with his family and a guy that's pretty much accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish. I mean, with the exception of, of, of the European titles, I mean, figure the guy's accomplished everything. He's a legend, regardless if he sits on the bench for the rest of the year, or he retires today. And I think it came down to uh, a conversation with the coaching staff and they told him, look, right now we have four other guys, you know, Jardel, Diaz, Conti, Lemma. We have those guys that are ahead of you right now. We could even bring up, you know, a Ferro and we could play some oddies in that position if we even need to in an emergency situation. Right now, the only way you're going to get any minutes, Luizon, is if we have some drastic injuries. And, you know, that's going to be last resort. You're going to be the guy that we're going to look to. And I think he came down to a decision, a Luizon decision, that it wasn't worthy uh, or wasn't worth it to sacrifice his body and yeah. sacrifice the time with his friend. I think that's why it came down so quickly. I think it, it was a conversation that just happened recently. Luizon was asking, what the hell do I have to do to play? And the coaching staff told him, right now, you're, you're way behind in the pecking yeah. order. And that's why this decision was made so, uh, like, as you mentioned, rushed. It seems like it was a rushed decision. But to me, that's all it came down to me. To me, it's about that conversation that was had. And Luizon, obviously, not being happy about it, he still had to to go out, you know, with his high, with his head held high, and uh, with respect for the organization. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, we all agreed that Luizão is a consummate professional, and I think that at his age and at his level of of maturity and and wise, if you will, uh, I think that he saw that it was it was time, right? It was time. Uh, he felt that he could uh, give a little bit more to the team, but as Cristiano mentions, uh, at the age, at the junction that he is. Uh, and putting his body through uh, the rigorous uh, training of a of a professional football player, uh, I think that it takes a toll. Uh, and then you you also have you know you putting all in all this work and you, you don't get to play. You was hoping that maybe in the Tasa de Liga you could get some minutes, but as it turns out, uh, you know didn't go through. Ruben Diaz was probably thought that he was going to leave. That there was going to be a a good offer making uh, Luizão. Uh, giving them more chances to, to play, but uh, it wasn't so. So it is what it is. I, I think that there's probably not uh, one Benfica fan that's not grateful for the service that uh, Luizão uh, has done to this club. As Chris mentioned, I think the only thing that's missing from uh, from his uh, from his uh, resume. resume is a European title. I mean, look, you can make the argument, and, and some of my friends have made the argument to me to, today, that the guy should have retired three years ago. But that's besides the point. What I'm talking about is the send-off by the club, not whether yeah. he was able to play at the level that he once did. To me, it's about the way they sent him off, and I thought that he deserved more. And I thought Benfiquistas should have had the opportunity yeah. to go say their last goodbyes to to, to a guy who's who's got a legendary career at the club. No, absolutely. The club legend, and Chris, if it was a Benfica Hall of Fame, he would definitely be in the Hall of Fame, right? I, I, look, I, I've made... I've made, I've made um, I've made the point here on the podcast on various times that I thought that that they should do something. He should absolutely be in the museum somewhere. They For should sure. have a bust like the Hall of Fame here. You see in, 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 in you know, NFL and stuff like that. And Are they really... where they put busts. I think they should have a bust of a Luizão um, in, in the Cosmo de Mion because the guy means that much to the club. Are they really retiring the number four? I was listen. I I have I, I okay. didn't hear that. I saw that there was his number. They hung it up. But I don't think they're retiring the number. Oh, okay. Wait, you heard something like that? No, no, no. I I didn't. I hadn't heard it. But because you had mentioned it, I thought maybe you'd read it elsewhere. I mentioned what? That they were retiring the number four jersey. Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah, you said it, Dave. You heard it, right? Dave, Dave, <laughs> Dave didn't want to get involved. Dave. <laughs> 
Dave said, you guys fight your, you fight <laughs> fight amongst yourselves. I'm out. No, I, I never said they're retiring the numbers. I said they should have a bust in a museum. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, you know, it is, it is. What it, I, I do hope that Luizon remains uh, connected to the club. I think that his level of uh, professionalism, his understanding of the Benfiquismo, and his, his, his feeling of the Benfiquismo is a lot of that he could, that he, he could add. Uh, we saw, I saw a tweet by uh, CJ earlier on, uh, maybe a couple hours ago, uh, in which he thanks uh, Luizon for. Uh, for walking, walking, welcoming. welcoming him that first day that he was that he was there and, and encouraging him. So, you know, he's an example to all all players that want to be professionals, both at uh, both at, at, a, at a junior level as well as somebody that's just uh, that's just trying to to get into the club. Uh, but if he get allowed a goal uh, ten minutes in, uh, and then uh, they have reacted quite well uh, in the second half. They pressed. Uh, I mean, in the first half, the rest of the first half, they pressed high and and they had a, a couple opportunities. But uh, you know, uh, Byron came out of the locker room and and got the two nothing uh, goal that was scored by Renat uh, Sanchez. So Renat um, Sanchez scored. He apologized. Uh, people clapped. Man, clap. Uh, they give him a standing ovation. Standing ovation. So it this wasn't just a clap. Just clap. They give him a standing ovation like the guy just uh, saved the child's life, you know, saved the child from drowning. <laughs> and it's not like it was a spectacular goal like Ronaldo in Turin, right? Yeah, that's 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 one, you know, for the record books, or at least for the memory books. Yeah, I should say. but uh, in, in, in that that is kind of divided. This this support for not such. And look, I, I get it. I get the support. I can't. I don't understand the standing O. I really don't. Uh, the yes, the kid is is a Benfica product, but his contribution to Benfica is very minimal compared to some other the guy uh, some other guys uh, on this roster. I don't get it, and I think that quite frankly, I think that uh, football has gone from from a, a spectator sport to an attendance sport, right? Uh, where before the people that went to the games were guys that that felt the team, that were passionate about the sport. Now we got guys that are in, in gals that go to the game uh, and you see people taking selfies all the time. Uh, it's fashionable to be at the at the at the football game, and and I think that when you have that type of a crowd, it it loses some of the passion. And I think that if you have a different type of, of crowd, maybe if it was maybe ten years ago, I think that there's very few in Stadio lose that stand up and give the kid a, a, a standing up. I'm not saying you're right or you're wrong. I just think that everybody has a different way of going to the games and reasons to go to the games and watching the games, how they go about it. The one thing I don't understand is you, you clapped, gave someone a standing ovation that just scored, scored you. <laughs> against your team. Like, like, like it, it you put where, it out of reach. Where like, is your pride? Like, okay, fine. Clap. And again, you do whatever the hell you want. Clap, you know, give the guy a massage. Do what you want after the game. Yeah. Not when he just basically put your game, put the game out of reach and said, you know what, we're going to put a, an L on it. And like, there's no way you're going you, to get a point out of this. Yeah. I mean, that's to me, like, again, I'm not trying to insult anyone. I don't want anyone to feel insulted because you have the right to do whatever the hell you want. You paid for your ticket. But it, it's just, where, where's your pride in your team? I understand you, 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 you know, you have pride that this kid came from Seychelles. He, he represented the club for seven, eight months, whatever it was at the, at the main, at the main level with the, with the A team. Um, won a championship, went nuts uh, celebrating that that said championship. It was fantastic. Something you're gonna remember right along the 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 you know with the Elise riding his motorcycle. You're gonna remember moments like that for the rest of your life. 
But again, after the game, I don't don't have a problem. I mean, I was I was ecstatic for the kid that he had a good game. I was ecstatic that that you know that game gave him confidence. He played again today, and apparently he had a really good game for Bayern Munich in a game that Bayern Munich drew against a shitty team from the Bundesliga. Uh, so if you're telling me that 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 you're happy that the guy had a good game, I, I I'd agree with you a thousand percent. He needed a moment like that. He needed that Carino from the fans. He needed to come back to the lose and, and feel what it's like to 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 be a you know applauded again. But after the game. Not when he just scored on yeah. you. I mean, think about this. He just put the game out of reach, and you're caught because because he what he put his hands together, and then just two minutes later, two minutes later, if you go back and watch the game, when one of his former teammates tries to get the ball from on a throw in or a foul, whatever it was, he throws the ball away like asshole. Like I don't know, you're not my teammate no more, but you're gonna clap that guy. I mean, come on, dude. I have a little more common sense. Yeah. Clap for the guy. Do what you want. Buy his jersey. Go out with him. Hang out with him. Do his dreads. Do what you want to do. <laughs> but not during the freaking game. BefikaPodcast.com is where you can find us on the web. Thank you very much for checking us out. And uh, thanks once again for all your support. And carrega Benfica. Later. <laughs>